Welcome back to another episode of the One Point Safety Show uh, with myself, Scott Hartley, and my illustrious co-host, Scouse Andy, who doesn't look as blurred today, which is brilliant. How are you, mate? Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm all right, mate. I'm okay. You know, bit of a tough week this week, but, but not too bad, man. How are you doing? Uh, yeah, good. Yeah, weeks just flying by at the minute. We'll soon be uh, back to football. It doesn't seem like two minutes since the season stopped, but... We've got lots to talk about, as always. Uh, we appreciate the people who are viewing, the people in the chat. Come on board, um, you know, put your questions in the chat. We'll answer them as we go. But yeah, man, it's all going well. It's all going well um, this week. So I suppose, mate, we'll start with the news, as always, really. That's where we kind of start off. Um, the first bit of news we had was after we recorded, we had the media day with the assistant coaches. Um, you know, they went round basically doing little snippets couple of minutes um of each assistant coach that was round um that was on the washington commander's youtube page so if you haven't seen it go and check that out um anyone stood out for you then scouse if you watched them i'm pretty certain you probably would have watched them yeah i mean i think i think joe witt's the most important guy i think i think he's the guy he really he just tells you how it is but if, it seems like a guy that that you, you'd want to play for, do you know what I mean? That you would want to run through a brick wall for as well. So um, just the things that he says, you know, he knows. He, you know, he said he was ready, you know, seven, six, seven years ago, you know, to be a head coach, um, defensive coordinator, and, and now he reveals he's even ready for a head coaching job now. Um, so he's, he's got his opportunity. And um, But I really I really like what he says. I really like what, um, I really like what Anthony Lynn said as well. Um and yeah, man. I mean, I say I, I think most of these guys are actually the old team at the moment seem to be on the same page. You can tell, like they, they all want to do the same. They want the same. They got the same vision. If that makes sense. Um, which which is nice. Um, I just hope it stays that way when the going gets tough later on. Yeah, totally agree with you. I mean, the two stand out for me. Ken Norton Jr. had a really good uh, interview. You know, I mean, when when he was talking, looked he looked exceptional. Um, talking about where he's been, what he's done, why he took the job. You know, he was quite open and honest answering the questions, which was pretty sweet. Uh, and then the other one, everyone railed him initially of the hire was Bobby Johnson. You know, he went into a lot of detail about things he'd done at Buffalo, things he'd done at the Giants, why it didn't work out, what sort of things went on. Um, yeah, really interesting. Really interesting to watch them back. So if you get the chance, go back to Commander's YouTube have a good look at that, see what they, they were all talking about. It's great to see that they're going through this. I mean, we'll get onto it a bit uh, later on when we come to combine interviews and bits and pieces like that, where we'll talk a little bit around the uh, talk a little bit around the assistants again. The other bit of news really that came out um, yesterday was the NFL PA report card again came through. We were last. <laughs> uh, what a surprise. You know what I mean? What a surprise. I'll reel them off here. Uh, yeah, just what do you do? I mean, well, it kind of matters. It kind of matters. Families. Sorry, mate. Go on, Scouts. You go, mate. Go, 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 go. I would say it kind of matches the quality on the product on the field, doesn't it? I mean, we were second worst, <laughs> second worst in the division in the whole NFL, and we were the worst with the training facilities. So, yeah, man, it kind of uh, correlates, doesn't it? Really. 
Indeed, it does. Indeed, it does. I mean, the treatment of families, F minus. I don't know what an F minus actually is. I mean, what, <laughs> kind of, what are they talking about? Treatment of families. That's a you, little bit strange. Wouldn't that, I mean, wouldn't that be for us as like a U, like an, an, an ungraded? Yeah, an ungraded. Yeah, probably. <laughs> oh, you probably, know, it right? means like zero points. Exactly that. <laughs> Cameron, thanks for being with us, mate. Appreciate you. Wick Jr. comes across as what we thought and hoped EB would be. Absolutely right. Yep. Um, watching his initial interview, his press conference, we were actually doing a pod at the time he was doing his press conference. Uh, went back and watched it. Wow, that man. I mean, honestly, I, I run for a brick wall with him. There's also an episode of Commander's Log that um, Logan Thomas, uh, Logan Thomas, Logan Paulson, uh, Fred Smoot and the gang, Santana, uh, London Fletcher, they all went through and sat down with Joe Witt. If you get chance, a little bit longer time, probably 20, 25 minutes, go and give that a listen, give that a watch. He was really open with what he's saying, you know, putting people in the right places to do the right jobs. He's saying things like you've picked up on Scouse as well by saying, look, if it takes the player a second to think, it's the wrong play. They want instinctive, fast, violent players who know how to tackle and can get shit done. I mean, what's Dan Quinn's favourite saying? Doing difficult shit with good people, I think, was what he what he came out with. Hard, yeah, same. Yeah, doing hard shit with, with good people. Hard yeah. shit. Hard shit with good people. Yeah, so you're right. Yeah, deluxe. Not everybody's good at taking tests. Yeah, yeah, well. True. You know, uh, bang, bang on. Yeah, especially like EB. I mean, he can't take a test. I mean, he's shite. I mean, look how bad he's, how bad he's being at. Um, and speaking of, interviewing, speaking, of sh- speaking about himself speaking in the third person, you got nowhere, man. Speaking of shite, uh, Simon Thurston, our good buddy, <laughs> uh, shout out to you, Simon. He said, great show, lads. He's scouting the Kazi. Uh, no, for all no, those watching Kazi, in the man. US, the, the Kazi is what we call the toilet or the mm. bathroom, as you guys would call it. But yeah, thanks for being with us. We really appreciate no, Simon. you, you no. gents. Just in. no, bro. No, no. that's something that's Scott, it's Scotty Ten shits. Remember that's me. That's me. Remember that. Remember. Yeah, that that is me. No, <laughs> you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. <laughs> Food and cafeteria, we got a D plus. Nutritionists and dietitians a B minus. Locker room F minus. Uh, strength, tra- <laughs> it is old. strength it training. Is old, yeah, it's old. <laughs> strength training staff A. Weight room C. Training room F minus. Training staff F. Team travel F, head coach C, ownership B. I mean, it's not looking good, is it? I mean, all I'm going to say with this is, look, um, <laughs> is is making sure that we. Uh, it's not having a poo. Exactly that. You you watch too many shows, Cameron. You really do. You watch, our, you watch my other show as well, where we're all on all the what? time. Hi, Rod. Nice to see you, mate. Appreciate you being with us as always. Um, yeah, difficult, difficult reading that report card, but I'm I'm pretty certain it will get I mean, better, and we'll get into that a little I mean, bit later on. Because... For one of for one of the better grades, there was ownership. At yeah, B. B. Now the thing yeah. is, they haven't proved anything yet. So how do you rate I it a B? They've done nothing. I don't know. I don't know. Says do you, you a little to... grade on the stadium a little bit. Do you need to? Front. Do you need to prove yourself, or is it the fact that Dan's not here anymore? Well, if you get if you get if you're getting rated, so are you getting judged you know, by so many people? You know, it's it's mm. got to be, you know, it's, it's got to be more to it than just oh the, the nice guys. You know what I mean? Because obviously Josh comes across like a nice dude, and you know what I mean, those type things. But I don't know, man. I, I think that one's a little bit premature. It, be ownership at the moment. Oh, we all we and and again, we've got a part of this show 
um, we will we will get on to that. Um, so next bit of news then really was there was a bill that went through the House of Congress um, in the US. Uh, it passed unanimously, 347 huge to step, 57. Man. Huge, huge step to get this bill um, to give RFK site back to the DC government, the local government. That has passed. It goes before the Senate next week. Uh, we're expecting it will be past the Senate next week. Then Biden has another one week and then that is signed off um, and the land will be given back to the D.C. government, which in turn, we will then most likely purchase that land because um, the land will be have a demarcation on it that a stadium for the Washington commanders can be put on that site. Um, it's a huge step to get back to D.C. We all want this to happen. All those who were not on board with the name change. Listen, I get it. I, I, I understand completely. I started as a Redskins fan. You started as a Redskins fan. We're not bothered about saying the R word on this pod. It makes no difference to me at all. That is what we're called historically. Our Super Bowls were won under that name. We went under the name of the football team for a season, which was just a, a bit of a joke. I don't mind the name Commanders. It's grown on me a bit, but there is always going to be people who want it changed back or want a new name brought in. We get that. We're going to be pending a new name at some stage later and on. I think future. I think it's all about that. We, we want obviously we all want to be called the Redskins again and have the emblem back because that's that it's it's the iconic emblem more than anything more than the Redskins name. It's the emblem that's more iconic. Like you can put that emblem anywhere in the world and people will know that was Washington that that was the Redskins. Do you know what I mean? Like that, yeah, one hundred percent. That's how important it is. That one. So, you know, it's it, it's strange now because I walk around and I'm sure I've seen you as well do this. I walk around with Redskins emblems on from old. Yeah, time, you know, I'll, wear a, I'll wear a hat, I'll wear a woolly hat, whatever, because it's winter. And people mm -hmm. will stop and go, ah, oh, Redskins. Yeah. You know, and you're like, yeah, exactly. The, the, the emblem is iconic. And that's mm -hmm. so it, I think if we could get like a bit of a 50 50 split there, okay, we can't have the Redskins name. Why can't we just have the emblem and call ourselves something similar? Like maybe even go back to the Braves, even when we were originally started, you know, something like that. That still leads us into the the, the iconic emblem, and and I think a lot of fans would, would definitely get behind that more than the Commanders and all this crap. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, you know, it's it, it's one of them, man. I, th I I mean, would I love to go back hundred percent? Hundred percent, I would. I mean, I'll tell you, I'll snap your hand off right now, but we know what's going to happen. But again, can we get can we get a um, a compromise? That's the way we're looking for a compromise. And can we get the emblem? At least get the emblem back, even if you can't have the name. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Deluxe has said something here. He said, "Do you see the Redskins was removed from the Super Bowl rings that were projected on yeah, the Sphere?" Them, in Vegas. I saw that. Yeah, absolutely yeah. disgusting. I mean, this, this is still history, man. There's still a history of the NFL. You can't start changing shit like that. You know, it's well out of order. I was fuming when I first saw that. Absolutely fuming. David, David Glasgow Skins in the chat. We've got a question from you later on. So thank you uh, in advance for putting them in. Rod, same for you, mate. Same for you, Deluxe, as well. We you are the bread, you are the bread of this channel. You guys are are there. We're just we're just in the middle of the sandwich. Really appreciate you, uh, you being we, the most... <laughs> we are, we are, Give it a Swiss. Uh, would you expect us to move training facilities once we do? move and build the new stadium which should improve these future report scores absolutely oh, i do um i mean the, the the business side of the operations already moved out you know they they've gone um which is which is brilliant and 
I think, yeah, we do. I mean, we'll get we'll get on to that. I mean, there's been the other thing we talked about here is there's been key upgrades announced to FedEx Field. I'll go through the little list here. So we've got Game Day VIP Tunnel Club, where you can purchase access to cheer the team on from feet away, improve food and beverage and new drinks lines. The sound quality, again, is going to go throughout the stadium, get an upgrade on that. And I'll be honest with you, Scouts, when we were there this time round, you could actually notice the difference between the first season we went and then the, and then the following year, you could notice the sound quality was there. Oh, I yeah. mean, these whole game day, like people on the field who are talking, introducing people, you can't hear a word of that. So that 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 has to improve. Uh, and it's an additional 75 million over the next two off seasons, which is good to see. This is going to improve these report scores. But do I take any notice of these report scores? This is 1,700 players who've been um, scored across the NFL. It's the players' scores. Dude, the millionaires, they're getting paid a fortune. I don't I don't go around my work and go, oh, there's a bucket with water hanging out of it because I'm sitting in my office. <laughs> Think about it when we used to play rugby and stuff like that and footy. Yeah, I know what you're saying. <laughs> they had. We'll take, we'll take um, the, the FedEx's field F minus. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Compared to what we used to, used to playing in. What the hell and getting changed in? You know, that's madness. But uh, it, it is, is definitely right. dated, like, well, I mean, yeah. You're absolutely right. <laughs> and then the last bit of news, really, that we've got before we get onto Combine and other bits and pieces is FedEx, um, the naming rights have gone. He's got, they've gone two years early. Um, they've given, obviously, they've they've pulled out of the, uh, the naming rights. I don't know if that's a joint decision or if that's a decision from FedEx themselves, but we now oh, do yeah, not have a name for the stadium. He's the main yes, guy. Yes, What's the main guy? And... It was so petty between him and Dan Snyder that we ended up yeah, losing. He was a, he was a part owner, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, he was a minority owner. The problem is, yeah. is, was that Snyder wasn't paying them. Snyder was robbing their money, basically. And so that's the reason why they started kicking off, saying, we want our money, which is fair enough. But then Snyder wouldn't pay them. So then they went, okay, then we'll, we'll fuck you over. What we'll do, we'll cause all this shit, and you lose the Redskins' name because you knew that that's what Dan Snyder loved more than anything else was the name. So Exactly. Just to hurt him, it's just really, really petty, but really it fucked off all the fans. So no wonder these fools have decided to get out because they had a, an option to get out of this year with, with two years left yeah. on their contract. I'm glad they're gone. I'm glad they I'm gonna speak about FedEx anymore. They they were part of the, they're part of the problem along with Dan Snyder. So you know. And that's just you know, it did it did detach away from it as well. You know, when the colors were there of the FedEx packaging and all that along the top of the stadium. I know they've they've got rid of that for a couple of years now, but it just looked like a soulless bowl that detached away from anything to do with the team itself. And I think they've upgraded that now. And you can see that the colour scheme matches the seats. It matches all the way around the stadium. I'm not Fred, trying to big up FedEx feel at all. But Fred Smith can set himself off to the fucking wherever he wants to go. The Maldives. Can fuck <laughs> off. Yeah, Cayman Islands or somewhere like that. See you later. Yeah, yeah who, who cares? Who cares indeed? But you're absolutely right. Rod, thanks for that. Yeah, more immediately, we now need to get a new stadium sponsor. Won't have much before 2028, so it most likely include a new stadium for, say, 20 Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean even Jason Wright's mentioned that it's going to take a bit he longer has, than yeah. 2027, which is when our original lease runs out. Uh, um, well, what we call it now Commander's Stadium for now. Should we call it that? Yeah, um, Command, Commander's Field, that, isn't it, really? Yeah, Commander's Field, yeah. So it, it's it's one of them. I mean, yeah, it'd be nice to get somebody in to help us now. And then with that kind of option to don't be surprised if we find a, a a sports betting company becomes 
the name of the stadium because that is pretty much where we're going to go. MGM, you know? MGM, the MGM field, yeah, or, 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 or Fan FanDuel Stadium, that sort of, you know what I mean, that sort of thing. That's kind of where we're going to go. There'll be a sports book somewhere along the line that will sponsor the stadium, and don't be surprised if that comes in. Um, that that comes in when we move back to RFK because. I genuinely think the the biggest news of this that's been gone under the radar, the biggest news of this week has been the fact that we are one step closer to getting back to Washington, which is going to be pretty awesome because I never experienced that. You've never experienced that. I'm not sure half the people in our chat <clears throat> have experienced that. Deluxe, I'm pretty certain you haven't. Um, Rod, maybe you have. Um, Glasgow Skins, Dave, maybe you have. Simon, again, not sure if you've ever had the experience of going there. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to, to see. We went and actually looked at RFK. We had a look at it when we went out there the first year just to see a bit of nostalgia, walk down memory lane, but couldn't get in. Um, so yeah, it was quite interesting yeah. to look at that. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the news so far this week, apart from the combine visit. Got to go through the combine visit. Who turned up? Who went? Um, what was what this, this question from, um, from Deluxe? From oh, from Deluxe. Oh. No, 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 at the bit. end. Yeah, um, sorry. Yeah, this one. I like the Washington so, yeah. Brave. Washington Brave. Yeah, yeah. Rather than the free, like like the land of the free and home of the brave, like like obviously part of the American slogan. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I, don't I mean, mind it. I'd put up with that. I'd have that as long as we can get the Redskins emblem back. I'll be all. I'll be all for that, man. You went to a playoff game at RFK. Fair play. Fair play to you. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I doff my uh, imaginary Rod, cap that's on. Rod was yeah. there. When Rob was there in '84. There you go. Happy days. Happy days. Now we're. I was one. Hey Rod, I was one at that point, mate. I was. I, I was born. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not ideal. We're pulling out the big dogs here. But yeah. Yeah. A fair one. Fair one. And uh, David, yeah, no RFK for you. Fair enough, mate. But we will get back someday. We'll all go back. Why don't we all go back? Let's let's get let's get that. Get that sorted. We will. I, um, I think we'll definitely all go back once it's built again. You know ex exactly. Uh, yeah. So the, com the, the combine then scouts. Um, and yeah, we'll look at the combine. Who went? Who didn't go? It's so starting just now, isn't it? It's literally starting like, the is. actual the actual drills and things. I think the drills are starting around about now, three o'clock, wasn't it, or something? Yeah, so yeah. We are twenty time. past three, so it'll be interesting to to see what's happened. So the first people who went well, Adam Peters went. Uh, Lance Newmark went. Uh, Martin Mayhew went. Uh, Martin Mayhew. Rob Rogers, Brian Porter. If those who don't know who Brian Porter is, he is the director of football operations. So his job is to make sure that these uh, these visits that we're going to at the draft that we see uh, that we try and get people in back to um, Ashburn when they come up on their their actual visits. All that money is taken care of. All of the personnel. All of their uh, travel when they get down there, all that sort of stuff is taken care of by him. That's his his role. Um, Rob Rogers, uh, capologist, my man, is is there, obviously looking at the cap side of things. Josh Harris, managing partner, went. Head coach, obviously, Dan Quinn was there. And Eugene Shen, senior vice president of football strategy, our analytics guy. Basically, they've rolled out the red carpet for this and took absolutely everybody who has an interest in a draft board. It, isn't it? Mm, you know, let's look at it. You're looking at it from the big business point of view. You've got Rob Rogers there, who's looking at the cap, who's looking after contracts, who's looking at how how much signing bonus people are going to get when they come through the draft, how much money we need to put aside for that. 
You've got Eugene Shen, who's purely looking at it from an analytical point of view. I mean, you may want to watch the drills and look at what they're doing. Uh, Adam Peters, Dan Quinn, Lance Newmark. Lance Newmark, for me, I, I kind of got a bit of an explanation of what his role as assistant GM is. He's kind of the conduit between Adam Peters as the GM and Eugene Shen on the analytics side of life. And it's marrying up them two and saying, right, well, let's marry them two parts of football up. And then we'll go back to Adam Peters and say, this is the decision that we're going to make. Yeah, and not everything is, yeah, not everything's going to fall on Adam Peters, but the likes of, you know, Dan Quinn, positional coaches, head the uh, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, they're going to be screaming for players on draft boards and where we select them. And Eugene Shen's going to do that, that wizardry for the analytics to say, well, actually, you know, this is the linebacker you want, not this guy. We can get a better value trading back. We can get better value in the fifth round if we select this guy. Going to be really interesting. All these guys are there for that reason. It's going to be really, really interesting to see how we shape up with this. Um, and then this week we've had interviews. So we had Dan Quinn got an interview. He got an interview, a uh, pretty cool interview uh, with the NFL insiders. So you're Ian Rappaport's of the world, them sort of people. Um, about two and a half minute clip. If you go on Ian Rappaport's Twitter, you can see it on there. Uh, he got all this. You know, what he said, Dan Quinn. One thing that stood out for me was that he got all the staff together to create a vision board of each position on the roster. So each positional coach, your Anthony Lins, your Ken Nortons, all these people who've come in have gone out and said, "This is what I want in this player. If I want the ideal linebacker, this is what I need. If I want the absolute ideal offensive line." This is what I need. I need, you know, a, a big anchor. I need strong hips. I need, I mean, big quads. I need the hand speed. I need, you know, the ballerina dance. That's what I kind of, you know, it's not just the fat man dance he's for thirty traits. seconds. Yeah, you know, there is minute traits type there, thing. Exactly, and and he's put that all together so that everybody seems to be singing off the same song sheet, which is awesome. Because you talked about it before we first opened the show. You know, we've been going twenty minutes now, but. You know, you was about two or three minutes in. You said it seems like all the assistants are singing off the same song sheet. That everyone seems to be together. This can only be something that you put together if everyone's doing that. If we have a vision board, then that's there. And this also, you know, it gets everyone on the same page. It promotes the communication. And when Dan Quinn got the job, he sat in that chair and in his interview, in his presser, he said, "I have gone and done a three sixty and looked at what went wrong." you know, where my blind spots were. This is surely evidence of him doing that because there's so many people in that room. I mean, what was it, 26 Super Bowls, either as players or as coaches that they've won together that we've now looking at this team. Or, or And how many head coaches is it? Four that we've got that are, that are in, the, in the staff? You know, they've all got experience from different places. And now they're all going to be bringing in their own little areas of knowledge and if Dan Quinn can see his blind spots and do it differently this time, I'm quite fired up about this, man. I, I, yeah, I really I'm, like I'm the hype. I just think it's, it's it's quite. I think it'd be quite difficult um, as well because, as you say, expectations. Yeah, well, that's one. I mean, um, also just just melding all these kind of ideas together into one kind of fluid fluid scheme as such, because that's what he's trying to do, isn't it? It's like a fluid exactly. scheme, it's like a little bit of you know. Um, Job uh, Brian Johnson, then a little bit of uh, you know, uh, what's the name, buddy Kingsbury, a little bit of this, a little yeah. bit of that, and then it's like 
sprinkling this dude and, and you see me and Anthony Lynn, a little bit of that, and then it's great, but they've got to make sure that this is an absolute solid playbook from all the way in and out. Do you know what I mean? From yeah. not just not just plays for the sake of having a play available in the book. It's kind of like, no, there's a reason for why I want this play. You know what I mean? Like and a real reason. Um, and all again to be on the same wavelength and make sure it's not too too hard to understand as well for the players. Because I say, you know, if you've got so many different playbooks and so many different, you've got to name it the same throughout. And these guys probably haven't been naming the same things. You know what I mean? Like, like for, for example, you know, um, Scott Tenham's all about numbering systems. Yeah. Why would C for one, two, three, rather than X, Y, yeah, you know, and the Z and the Z. It's only little things like that, but it makes the players think extra hard. So just making sure that all the guys, when they create this playbook, that they all are on the same wavelength and actually naming it the same, if that makes sense as well, so the players understand it a lot quicker, which I'm sure they will do. You're not stupid, but, you know, it's um, it, it, it's just very, very important that you do that. Yeah, Simon, to Simon's point, and we've got it up, up in the chat here, he said, I feel that all the big guns going to the combine shows the emphasis we're placing on everyone being aligned Solid strategy. That's the key word, Simon, that we've been hearing in the offseason, isn't it? It's aligned vision and alignment, you know, that everyone's together, that everyone's talking about it. Listen, I'm fired up about it. I'm fired up about Dan Quinn being here. I'm fired up at the, the staff that he has assembled because ultimately, let's look at what we wanted, you know, or what we were thought we were going to get in Ben Johnson. Potentially, Ben Johnson's in there. Would he have assembled this staff? I don't think so. Not no, at all. He, he, well, he hasn't got the contacts, I don't think, to be able to actually no pull all these no. guys. I have the real weight to actually get these guys in. I mean, all these guys, when you've and you mentioned all the interviews earlier, one thing we didn't mention mm-hmm. was that everyone said exactly the same thing about working for Dan Quinn. Exactly that, yeah. Exactly and that. The, and the guy's, a, the guy's a great man, and also he's a great coach. He knows exactly what he's doing. So. Did you... Did you see the commander's log this week for the one that they've put an, a new like 25 minute YouTube video yeah, out yeah. of Adam Peters coming of, you know, them going to the senior bowl. It was when Adam Peters is at the senior bowl and then Dan Quinn was announced. So he basically got a phone call saying, yeah, we're going to hire Dan Quinn. Within five minutes, you saw people from every organization coming up going, what a hire. What a good guy DQ is. What a great bloke this is. That's a fantastic hire. You're going to love him. You know what I mean? Use the word stud. He's a stud, man. He's a stud. Stud. Yeah. Yeah. And you think it to yourself, wow, you know, this is, and we're not just talking like, yeah, there's a few organizations out there. You know, fans will say what they say on Twitter. Oh, shit. Oh, it was a retread, blah, 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 blah. You listen to what people actually say about the dude. And, you know, they are, they are in, in the football world, which is where it matters. They are quite quite good with this hire. I am too. I think you know what we've got to give it a whirl. And and he seems to have learned his from his mistakes, which is what I want to see. But yeah, I mean that that is it really in the combine. Adam Peters had an interview. He's saying Adam Peters' biggest giveaway from the interview was we need to find our new quarterback. And that was mm-hmm. straight after when he was talking. Oh, was the first thing he virtually said, wasn't it? <laughs> it's like yep. me. That's what you get, man. You let your guard down just for a touch, mate, just for a touch. And then, you know, you let something slip. But to be fair, we all knew we all knew deep down that number two, we were going quarterback. We weren't going to trade down. There's just no chance. Chicago, yeah, agreed. it looks like Fields is going to Atlanta. It looks near enough signed sealed, near enough. So Yeah, I've seen that they're talking about that. The, yeah. the, the trade 
tactics away. I, and what did I say to you two weeks ago, three weeks ago? I said to you, and you, 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 you said, let's play hardball. Let's 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 do the Eli Manning side of the trade. Yeah, well, we'll screw now because we've got no leverage yeah. now because they they sell them with the fields. <laughs> but I said that to you. I said all will be revealed at the combine because the combine is where deals get done. We all know that deals get done. GM bumps into another GM and says, hey, what do you think about this player? Oh, yeah, I really like that player. Okay, well, look, I'll tell you what, we'll give you a fourth for him. Yep, no problem at all. Or, oh, what are you going to do at this space, at this time? Well, actually, yeah, I'm going to, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm going to trade down from this pick. Or oh, you want to trade down? Okay, we'll give you this. That's where everything gets done. This whole things get done on the night if the draft is complete bullshit. Very much nothing gets done on the night of the draft. Calls are already made. Favourites are already on people's phones. The, the GMs ring in the other GM saying, listen, you still want to do that deal? Yeah, I still want to do that deal. Okay, we'll do. We'll trade back. We'll trade up, whatever it may be. And I think a lot of that is going to happen. And I think we'll surprise a few people as well with our picks. I didn't hear Dan Campbell's comments, Deluxe, uh, on Johnson, but you took away from it that he's a better OC than head coach candidate. Interesting, because actually next cycle, I don't think you'll get a turn. I don't think you'll get interviews yeah, at all. I, I don't this think is... the Lions are going to be as good an offense that, as they have been recently. I really don't, you know, I've just True. got a feeling that they're just going to be found out a little bit. Um, so but I don't think it's going to be that high. Once it's on, once it's on tape, mate, it's difficult to uh, yeah, to go back. The pinnacle for him was going this year and going somewhere, but fair enough, you know. Maybe he what? wanted, this, maybe he likes to be number two rather than number one. What, what is it? John Taman always says: offenses innovate, defenses adapt, and once the defenses is adapted, you're going to get. You're going to get screwed, exactly, man. That's exactly exactly that. That's why. That's what I like about Dan Quinn because he has actually changed his defensive schemes regularly. To be able to adapt to the new NFL the way it's played now, compared to say five, six, seven years ago. So, um, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it, interestingly enough, we had on the, we had the other thing that's come out of the combine. Now, people have been talking about this over the last twenty four hours. It's Josh Harris. Josh Harris is in the quarterback interviews. He sat in on the six interviews for the top QBs. Is this a red flag? That is the question to you, Scouse, and I'll let you go at this, mate, for now. I mean, I don't think it's a red flag. Um, I know we're all kind of burnt from the Dan Snyder era and him getting involved all the time and making stupid, ridiculous picks at draft day. Um, but I just, the way, as long as he stays out the way, basically, yeah, he can be there. He can obviously get involved with the kind of, you know, the interview process and, and learning the process and all that. I'm, I'm fine with that. But as long as he stays out the way when it comes to the real decision, when it comes to actually decision making, just don't even be in the room when they make that decision. Do you know what I mean? Because that's the way it should be. Owners own, GMs manage. You know what I mean? And that, and that's exactly what it's about. So, you know, I'm as I say, as long as you stay out of the way, I'm fine. But yeah, I can see why a lot of fans are kicking off and worried about it because we're thinking, yeah, absolutely, and two points over here, and we don't want that. Deluxe uh, slid into my DMs. And he has asked us a question. Uh, if you want to go and follow Deluxe, he is at arch underscore deluxe on X. He said a lot of talk this week about red flags. Uh, has the new regime thrown any flags up for you so far? Uh, it may be the honeymoon period, but I haven't seen any. I agree. I agree with that. I haven't seen any massive red flags. I mean, <clears throat> the other thing that came out of it was Jesse 
Jesse Martin, host of the Bleeding Burgundy podcast. You can go and uh, watch that as well. Uh, he he came out and said, look, this is something that Josh Harris does. He's done it for his NBA team. He's done it for his NHL team. He always sits in and watches the process, but he doesn't get involved in the actual picking of players. And there was an article back in September that I think Tony Week brought up in our chat. He said, look, you know, um, I'm not going to get, it was around the 53 man roster last season. He said, I wanted to be involved in the more difficult decisions to understand what went on, but I'm not going to get involved in how players are actually picked. And for me, that's fine. That's absolutely fine. I don't have an issue at all. Dude, at the end of the day, you spent $6 billion on this team. You're going to yeah. need a say on what is going on, but it's, if it's not your say and you're happy with what the process is happening, that's why you hire a general manager. That's why you yeah, hire an assistant. Well, that's why he spends out. I mean, let's face it, this staff isn't cheap. He that's spends a lot saying, of money cheap. Lot, you know, along with all the other owners to get these guys in. These guys, none of these guys are going to be dirt cheap, none of them. So he spends a lot of money there. So let them do their job. Just yeah, you can be there, sure. But just don't get in the grids. Don't like you know, don't whisper in people's ears, all that type of shit. You know what I mean? Like, this is why I really like this guy. I really like this Drake May guy instead, or blah blah blah. Because that because that will make Peters think more because he's the owner. You see what I mean? Mm. Even though Peters is the actual scout and his mates are scouts and all the rest of them, the owner's in your ear. You gotta you're gonna take it that he's, my, he's still my boss. Do you know what I mean? So you know, there's always gonna be an element of that. So I just hope that Josh doesn't really give out his opinions on players until we've either selected them or hired them, signed them off free and see whatever before actually saying anything. Do you know what I mean? Um that's all I want. I want him to own, uh, but I don't want him to be getting involved as in the day-to-day -day running or, you know, picking players, all those type things. Yeah, you don't want the called-in pick off the yacht like we used to have. That just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, not, we're, we're, not, we're not Dallas. Jerry did that. For, does that for years. And Dan obviously did that too. Rod's got a question there. He said, no apparent... No, apparently only observed the process with no input. Absolutely fine by me as well. David said exactly I've, I've the same thing. I've got no thing. problem with that. I've got no problem with that. Say, as long as it stays that way and he doesn't start to get that feeling of power, you know, but it might not be this offseason. It might be two, three, four, five years down the line. No, he's, he's going to be getting used to this process. He's going to be feeling really comfortable with it. I just hope he doesn't change the way he's thinking at the moment and just staying out the way. Yeah, I mean, that's fair enough. Um, and mm. Rod's just said there, that quote came from JP Finley. So, yeah, I can take that as read. I mean, David, again, Glasgow Skins, he said, I've no issue with that at all. He said the, the new owner um, is probably looking to see how it all works. That's different between an owner who is involved and an owner who's controlling. Absolutely spot on. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, but it's a fine is line. Fan base. You've got that power and you can just turn yeah, it a little yeah, bit yeah. towards yourself. And it's dead easy to do that, you know, very slightly over years, you know what I mean? So, David, David, do you want me to send you the link for this pod? Because you just taking the words out of my mouth, mate. And it's just basically <laughs> saying people just have Dan Snyder PTSD and we're worrying too much. Completely agree with you. And we do. Blowing well, we everything do. out of proportion. Yeah, can you blame a lot of the guys, though, a lot of the fans? No, of course I can't. No, I, I don't blame them. But this no. is where we are. This it, 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 the it's process. real. Just Dan Snyder PTSD is real, man. Like, it really is real. Absolutely. Uh, we're always thinking about, okay... You're doing something good. Where, when's the shoe going to drop and where's the shit bit? Because it's going to happen at some point, and that's what you expect. At the moment, it's not happening that way, which is nice. But 
again, we're always going to wait for it. We're always going to be waiting for it. Aren't we thinking about it? Is some shady thing going to yeah. happen soon or <clears throat> or not? And we'll see how it goes. So we'll get into our fan questions then to to kind of finish us off. But we'll we'll keep the chat going and we'll we'll keep we'll keep going with other bits and pieces that we've got. Uh, Rob Morrison, obviously, he's in our chat at the moment. He's he's at Rod Moore three nine seven two one nine one zero. Uh, he has said, he said it's three questions, actually. So thanks, Rod. Um, obviously, appreciate you. He said many different opinions on what to do at the draft. But these two points should always be remembered. One, it takes more than one draft to fix all our needs. And two, trust AP and DQ. Couldn't agree more with you. It's going to take a while. We, I, I've, you, you know this. You've been a regular listener and a regular contributor to this show um, for a while now. You know, if you've listened back to these pods, I have pleaded patience for about four to five weeks and said, listen, just just hold on. It's going to be a shit season again. If we win six games, I'd be over the moon with that. I really would be. I know it sounds stupid, but if we win six or seven games, no problem. But do not come out and expect us to be the Houston Texans of this year. It isn't going to happen. If it does happen, fantastic, absolutely amazing. You're ahead. You've excelled above where you should be. We found and hit massively in the draft. But it's one of them. It's one of them. You know what I mean? It's like, what do we do? What do we do here? We have to plead patience. All right, James, thanks for being with us, mate. Really appreciate it. Um, so, yeah, it's it's an interesting one. But thank you for your question. I agree with you completely, Rod. Trust the process. That's what you've got to do. Fans, that's all you can do, realistically. And, and just try exactly. feel. Try and feel that uh, at peace with it all, because at the end of the day, no matter how much we talk or you know take the piss out of certain players or staff or whatever, at the end of the day, we we still got to trust the process. We still got to trust what these guys are going to do because we don't really have any say in it. So <laughs> you know, it's just uh, you know, it is what it is. But um, yeah, I mean, just, I say just just be at peace with let these guys do their job and see and see where it takes us. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Next one, he said the presses in the combine were interesting, in particular when Dan Quinn said the importance of a quarterback having a good deep ball. So it has the traits of both Jaden Daniels and JJ McCarthy. I feel we'll have, we might surprise a few people with our draft selections. I think we might surprise people with our draft selections further down the line, but I'm not 100% certain on or sold on either. I honestly don't think we can miss off the first three. I, I would prefer Drake May purely because of not an athleticism side, but purely because he's the prototypical size of a quarterback that you want. Um, he has a deep ball too. Um, he just seems to make a few mistakes with the short uh, and intermediate reads. Um, needs a bit of work on his poise as well in the pocket, but he doesn't have a problem stepping up the pocket. When you're six foot four, you're going to be able to see over the top of your offensive line, which Jaden Daniels seems to tuck and run a lot. You know what I mean? And um, he has got a great deep ball. Don't get me wrong, but he, you said it last week, Scouse. He takes the hit. He takes them. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. You know, with Jaden Daniels, everyone's scared about the injuries, but the thing is, though, he's never been yeah. injured. So the way he plays in college, he's never been injured. He's played every game, fifty-five games. So if you think about him from durability, he is actually fine, even though he does take some some you know, Madden style hits sometimes. Hit sticks, you know what I mean? Um, you know, <laughs> some, some of the tackles he's had for real. Um, and you know, I I genuinely believe after listening to those two interviews, 
that you just mentioned, I think we're going to go Jaden Daniels. I really do. I think we're going. To, I don't personally for me. I don't. I don't prefer him personally, but I do think that Daniels is going to be the guy. Everything Dan Quinn okay. was talking about, it, it's Jaden Daniels, hundred percent skill set. Where Drake May is probably about ninety percent of his skill set. If that makes sense. Where it, everything he's talking about, every single trait that he mentioned, it's Jaden Daniels all the way. That's exactly who it is. So, would we go wrong in any of those two? I don't think we will, but I no. think at the moment it's going to be Jaden Daniels. I really do. It just, you know, we talked earlier about, I mean, David put it in earlier on the chat saying, look, we, you know, we've got PTSD from Dan Snyder. Man, I've got PTSD from RG Knee. Dude, it just, <laughs> I just can't see. I mean, that guy made me a fan. Do you know what I mean? Genuinely made me made me pin my colours to the mass. That was why I was there. That run against the Vikings, I was sold. You know, that was it for me. And I think, fucking hell, Robert, you've done it for me. This is this is it. You know what I mean? This is where I'm at. And then I think to myself, ah, uh, you know. And again, it, James, you're not wrong. You're not wrong in that, man. You know, it's Lion season. You're right. It is Lion you season. Know? He's absolutely <laughs> spot on. You could be sending us down to Swanee and we'll pick some guy who's... You know, uh, you know, maybe Phoenix at three or something, yeah. or you know, pray down and go oh, for it and get him eight or something. <laughs> you know, no, don't. these things could happen, don't. man. Um, but that's it. Sometimes in direction you can th overthink things as well. Sometimes it's literally he's just telling you the truth, and that's why that's what he's actually going to do. I mean, the one thing I did I didn't look at throughout this um, you know, last couple of week, the last week or so. Do you know Joe Alt is only twenty? Wow, is he really? And he turned 20 this month. He was 19. Oh, my word. Mate, Imagine the size he's going to be in four years' how time. How good is he going to be? I mean, honest to God, man. Oh. I mean, if he can somehow pull, pull the trigger and get Joe Walter somehow, you know. I mean, his dad was a pro. His dad was an all pro left tackle. Do you know that? He was, yeah. He was, yeah. I, I mean, already that, fundamentally, yeah. he's already fundamentally sound when you look at his, his skill set. And he's six foot eight. I mean, you know. Yeah, you can't teach size, mate. You know what I mean? And I think no, you can't. You can't. Man, he's gonna so we'll be get, we'll go. whoever's gonna get him, he's gonna get him for 15 years. It's gonna be that 15 yeah, years, that, man. It's all left tackle. I'm team Joe. I was team Joe Alt as well, but I can't see. Always have, but even then I thought he's like 23, something like that. No, he's just turned 20 this month. So wow. <laughs> Deluxe also yeah. Deluxe also put another question into us. He said in 2012. Shanahan wanted Russell uh, Wilson or Kirk Cousins, who were later round picks over RG3. How would you feel if this regime actually passed on QB at two and drafted this year's Cousins stroke Wilson? I wouldn't 100% be against it, but what I would say, Deluxe, is if you don't trade down, that's fuck, that is criminal. Absolutely yeah, effing criminal. Yeah, if you're not going to pick the top three quarterbacks, you've got to trade down to like no, no, no less than the top five. 10. Yeah, no yeah. less than the top well, ten. You're not going to you're not going to get Joe Alt in uh, in the top outside the top five, in my opinion. Well, yeah, well, really, you really go three, the first three, aren't you? And then you're looking at yep. Harrison, and then you're probably Harrison. maybe up probably fifth. I mean, he could be yeah, possibly yeah. possibly Malik Neighbors. Mm, not sure. Probably a bit high for him, even though he's good. Um, Harris, I think Harrison's going to go number one. Oh, Harrison receiver. will be Harrison is the first wide receiver, but do, does two wide receivers come straight off the board? Yeah, we have to drop. We, we have to drop down a bit. I mean, if we get to say to. we can get something like if we can get to say even just trade with Arizona at five, mm -hmm. and get Joe out that way. And then yeah, like, and then I mean, you've got 
And then you'd probably get another first from somebody, maybe a second or a third, something like that as well. Yeah, exactly uh, that. Yeah. And, you know. and maybe, and, and I don't know if you if you draft a, a Bonix, a JJ McCarthy, late back end of the first round, trade yeah. back in, I mean, take yeah, that fifth year option. Yeah, so I think that's the key. You want to kind of, if, if you're thinking that this guy's going to be the real deal and he's going to be a well predicted second round pick, you come in and try and get up to number 32, just like they did with yeah. Baltimore, did with Lamar, so you can get that fifth year option. Um, if you genuinely believe this guy's going to be the man, then absolutely do that. I'm happy for him to go back up if that made the case. Um, you know, it'd be nice. I mean, um, it would be nice to get the book end tackles, it really would be nice, and then have maybe the quarterback next year if we had to, but um, but yeah, man, I just think uh I just can't see I can't see us dropping down, but would be uh, it, w- it would be very interesting to tell you that. I know. I think um, a lot of fans so they- if we give up on Daniels or May. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So David Glasgow is at Glasgow Skins on uh, on X or Twitter, whichever you want to call it. He said, "Is there anyone you feel oh, can project themselves into a conversation around our second or third round picks by combine performances that have so far gone under the radar? Maybe a roundabout way of asking who your sleepers are." Now I got a list here of people. Now you can drop them down. I'm happy to send you them on. X via direct message, whatever. These are the people I'm kind of looking at and have been looking at. Um, I've read reviews, sat on with people like Adam and Eber, George Carmi, you know, the likes list, read PFF. Uh, I'm looking at these and saying Jatavion Sanders at tight end is unbelievable out of Texas. Um, both Robert, both he's Robert, a, he's, I, a in, draft, man. he's a mighty, he? yeah. Both <laughs> Robinsons, Darius Robinson and Chop Robinson. I don't think you can go wrong with either of them at edge. For me, Darius Robinson is better than Chop Robinson. He's more athletic. He's got a better bend in him off the edge. He can play either side of the edge as well. It doesn't matter which way you sit him. Are these predicted to be second rounders, though? Yeah. But what yeah. he's asking us about, like, is there anything like maybe might jump up? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, possibly. Bucky Irvin, uh, Blake Corum, Roman Wilson as a wide receiver, Brendan Rice as well as a wide receiver. They're probably second to third round picks, but it depends. It depends on what you do in free agency. I think we, what you've got to do is sign in free agency. And then from there, we supplement through the draft. Now I went at you, I gave you a scenario. I'm happy to, to share that with everybody on here. So I said, right, you know, what, what do we talk about? We talked about Fachanu at 36. Is he left or right tackle? And then you said, keep Leno for another year and take left tackle next season. I said, no, fuck him off. Say seven (laughs) and a half million. Don't let the door hit Logan Thomas's ass on the way out. That's another five million. For free agency, what I want to see on the line is you sign Jonah Williams from Cincinnati. I know it hasn't worked out for him the last year, but he's projected to three years, $30 million with a 10 million average and a 10 million guarantee. You sign Mike and Wainu from the Pats, who a three-year, forty-two million with twenty-two million guaranteed, thirteen million sa- uh, average salary. He was the third best right tackle in the league last year. And gave up only two penalties, and that's from PFF. Then you sign Lloyd Cushenbury from Denver, who was the third best center in the league, four-year, fifty-three million dollar deal, um, thirty-six guaranteed, average of thirteen mil. That would still give us on the cap projections if you work it properly. That would still give us fifty million to spend, so it's not undoable. Then you look at the then you draft for depth, all right? 
and your O-line, I mean, you look at the O-line then, so you're going to say what you, you've got. Your left tackle is, um, yeah, yeah, Jonah Williams. You've got a left guard who's probably going to be a draft pick. Your Lloyd Cushenbury at centre. Sam Cosme at right guard. Michael Wayno at right tackle. That's your starting offensive line. How much better is that offensive line? Unbelievable. That's the offensive line sorted. And you draft yeah, for death. Yeah. If you can get a Fashanu, amazing. Happy days. Go and get him. Go and get yeah, him I, out there. I, I, mean, I just don't see. I just don't see all those things happening. I mean, and and, and to be fair, it's, it's, it it's nice. I mean, if, if I was nice Rob Rogers, I'd do that. You know, it's, it's, it seems nice enough. And but again, Jonah Williams is one of them guys. You know, who was okay at left tackle, moved to right tackle because they brought the Orlando Brown in last year. Yeah. Um, and he was pissed off, so he wants to leave. That's why he's leaving. Um, but again, yeah, okay, he's decent, but is he better? Is he much better than Leno? And I'm not saying Leno's good, by the way. I'm not saying Leno's good at all. Um, I'm just saying, you know, you're paying like a 50 mil deal for him when you start, you, where you can have Leno for one more year and actually get yourself a real deal. Um, yeah, and then for me, it's kind of like to answer his question, um, about any guys who are a bit lower down who might really produce at the combine who might push themselves back up again into a higher, maybe it's our third or second rounders. I mean, I think there's, there's, there's a, a tackle. Uh, he plays for Yale. Oh, he's uh, unbelievable. Yeah, I can't pronounce his surname. I can't Adam, pronounce his surname. Uh, wait a minute. I've got, I've got it here. Um, Kieran Amagaji. Amagaji. Kieran Amagaji. Um, Yale, he's, he's six, he's six five, three twenty. 320. Um, played... Um, Oregon. He was an Oregon transfer, wasn't he? I'm unsure where he came from, but I know he played for I'll Yale for about three years, two years. So it wasn't like he was there for a couple of years. Um, I've got okay again, yeah, not always amazing schools, but against the teams he played who had were better, he destroyed their pass rushes. I mean, I think he's given up once two sacks in two seasons. Um, and in, in like we're talking 1200 snaps, so you know, it's yeah, not so like really, really good, guy, player, yeah. but he tore his thigh. He tore he his thigh for, uh, last game, um, fourth game of the season this year. So he's his stock's gonna drop. His projection was second rounder. Yeah, but with this with his quad tear, he's probably gonna go down to about the fourth round. So if he does, if he has a good combine, you can see him flying back up the back up the actual um, into the second round, and maybe off there, as you I, said before. I absolutely agree with you. I mean, I oh, I, I, talked to, I talked to uh, Ken. Uh, Johansson about this on the Bleeding Burgundy pod because genuinely I, I wrote his yeah. name down here, mate, and had a look at it. And I've got it here. He's a five-star recruit coming out of high school. He went to Oregon and then he moved to Yale and transferred to Yale to be closer to home. That was his whole... Um, his oh, really? Whole that way he moved really yeah, closer. Yeah. That's, that's, that's why he moved, he moved. It wasn't anything to do with the fact that, oh, you know, I, I'm, I'm playing for a shit school. I mean, he's six six three. He's six six three fifteen, and he can play both tackle spots. Sign me up. Guard as well, because um, he played to play guard as well one season. You know, only plays left did. tackle. Yeah, but yeah, he did. Did. No, Jesse. I think we need to say bye. You work. You work on your on a hammock body. No thanks, mate. Keep that away from me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah look not, at James yeah, yeah. If you want to get old, oh, wait yeah. a minute. Yeah, wait a minute. Let's go back to JG McCarthy going top 10. No, <laughs> no, the guy sucks, bro. There's a, re there's a reason it why he, suck. he, he doesn't, doesn't suck. There's a reason why 
Damn. He's QB4. He's QB4. No, he's probably on QB6 at, at the best. At the best? No. I mean... Don't agree with you. Michigan, what did he do? Never give the ball in his hand. He threw the ball more than, like, no more than 25 times a game ever. Blake Corum, yeah, very good running back, yeah. Reduced. Yeah, okay, great running game. But the thing is, you want your, your star player to be your quarterback. And you, you never was the star there. Never was, never has been. Tell you, mate, he is he's a bum. So James has put a pint um, of the draft party, pint of the draft party on it. I think that's a that's a good one. That's a good call. Pint, yeah, pint okay, James. I'll, I'll take that bet. He's never going top ten, bro. Never. <laughs> um, oh, okay. They won the championship, my, exactly. Yeah. And there, there's my actual bro. Okay, yeah, my, brother, my real yeah, bro. You there, yeah. Um, if you want alt, get fields and take alt at two. Now. Is it altered too? Yes. Um, the thing is, I, I see what he's saying. If you def desperately want someone like Alt, we'll take him where you are. Don't don't mess around because someone could take him ahead of you. I get it. But Fields is going to Atlanta anyway, so there's no chance that's going to happen. So, you know, nope. Yeah. Good shout <laughs> as well from good shout again from James. He said, "What DBs have got the longest arms? Look at what we're after. That's the profile for DQ and Wit." Agreed. I don't know who has the longest arms, but that is kind of where we want to be. Um, nope. Yeah. <laughs> nope. I'm not. No, no jealousy. Uh, I'm, nope. a bit, I'm a bit jealous. I'm a bit jealous, Jesse. You're looking buff. I, I, I get you. I get you. I get where you're coming from. I'm, I'm you, happy just, with that. You, you need to keep, keep that in your own head, man. Keep those thoughts to yourself, bro. No, no. He's, he's a good looking man. You can, you can, we'll be all right with that. It's fine. All, oh, all the welcome on this pod. All the welcome. Um, David. David says Daniel Jeremiah has McCarthy going eight to the Falcons in his latest mock draft, but Fields going there pushes him out of the top ten spot. I think. Yeah, I think. May I think he goes to the Raiders. I think he maybe ends up at the Raiders. I think they're eleventh. So it'd be quite interesting. Is that they're a half pint scouse between you and uh, you and James? Bomb. <laughs> no, Jesse. Bomb. <laughs> JJ Bomb will be top one hundred. Maybe. You just keep going. <laughs> Can you uh, can you pop your mock draft on here, Scouse? Uh, see Let's see if we, get, if we can get it up. Let's see if we can get it up. Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll share screens and we'll see what we get up for your mock draft. I yeah, think it's a fair bet, James. I think it's a fair bet with Scouse. I really do that. Um, so Let's see if we can get this going. Entire screen. Yeah, it's just Windows present. Screen. Don't know. Try it. It'll all be good. We'll we'll see what happens. Streamyard, the Joyce. We'll see what happens, eh? They won't let me share. This is where we see. This is where Sorry. we see Scouse's uh, browsing history. Yeah. Don't don't look too much into that for you. Uh, yeah. There we go. We're on. So there you go. So you went Jaden Daniels at two. Okay. Yeah. Um, Troy Furtanu at thirty-six. So is he right tackle or is he? Yeah, he's playing right tackle for me. Yeah, yeah. Darius Robinson, as we talked about, Mizzou, yes, edge rusher, unbelievable player, really, really good. Jatavion mm -hmm. Sanders, another one of my draft yep. picks who I really want to see. He looks at legit, man. He looks legit as a tight end. He is massive as well, absolutely massive. You mm -hmm. wanted to talk a bit about Dominic Pooney, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, you love the, you love guy, the Pooney. Yeah, I love the Pooney, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I mean, th this guy's a really good guard. Um, so, for me, he's a very, very good steal at, at the kind of 101s, what, fifth round, isn't it? 
very, very good steal, man. Um, got the size, played guard most of his career. He also played some tackle as well, but uh, he's definitely more suited to guard at the, at the next level. Um, but very rarely gives up any pressures. Um, you know, I think he gave up like I think it was like one, two sacks this year, something like that, which is not bad. Um, and he, and also he'd be perfect for our left guard position. Um, that's where I want to put him. Fair one. Uh, Blake Corum at 103 from running a uh, running back from Michigan. Wow, yeah. what a running back room that would be. Imagine getting what him a running back. <laughs> Imagine, yeah. I mean, the other three were a bit Corum, of a, um, a bit more of a stretch. Um, yeah, one of these guys, uh, the, the last three. I mean, I knew how to play Corum really. These guys were just more along the lines of position that we're going to need more of. So, you know, well, Quinton Newsom's. Quentin Newsom's probably not going to be there at 181, to be honest with you, out of Nebraska. He is a slot corner. Um, he is is pretty lengthy, um, and he's got an eye for the ball as well. So, quite interesting yeah, to see. Yeah, I just don't know. I just don't know what I say. I don't know if he would be there, but I'll tell you. I mean, I didn't do any trades with this. I just kind of kept it the way it was, um, and this is how it fell. So, I'm, I say if I can get anywhere near these kind of dudes, especially the first six there, I'd be very happy with that. I like the fact that you've got a bit of backup there for safety as well, because ultimately, you know, that's the other thing that we haven't heard. We know that I forgot to mention in the beginning of the news is Cam Curl is the speaking to Cam Curl at the minute about um, potentially extending Cam, which is a great bit of news there. Um, so, yeah, um, that's a really good, really good uh, draft there. Marshawn Keeland, to be honest, or Neilan, sorry, to be honest with you. Don't know a lot about him. Yeah, I don't know much about him no, as well. No idea. Look more on the lines of another edge guy because obviously we are a bit, um, a bit, a bit scared. You know, a bit, a bit, a bit low in numbers yeah. around that area. Um, James, I wouldn't, I wouldn't draft a kicker. Um, there's there are a few <laughs> kickers out there who are in free agency. Um, so no, I would not draft them. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to to see. Um. Yeah, Yam, thank you, mate. Nice to see you too, buddy. I hope uh, morning, morning to you oh, out yeah. in Japan. Really you haven't missed the show. You're still here, dude. Just, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're still here. So we're just about finished, though. But yeah, you're, you're bang on time. Never late, which is a, which is a good thing, man. I have, got, I have got proof. I've got proof he doesn't throw the ball more than 25 times a game. <laughs> that tells Whatever. you his actual coordinator doesn't trust him. The play call doesn't trust okay. him with the ball. So that proves what, it to me. What I'm going to... What I'm going to do here, Scouts, I'm going to finish this off with a question that came in from Scott G. Tackle for me, oh. James. I'm sorry, I'm just answering these quickly, mate. Yeah, yeah, um, go ahead, mate. So, tackle for me, James. Um... <laughs> yeah. I knew Yam would say this. He hates Daniels. I just know. <laughs> I know. I know he hates Daniels. You're right. Um, we need a long snap. I know. He, well, do we? <laughs> we do need a long snap, but we can get them in free agency. They're all shite anyway. So, um, Oh, brutal there. Eh? I know, I know. Where's the where's all gummage right there? <laughs> that is me with yeah, my no. wife's hair over the top of me. Yeah, it's not, it's not she's where's behind the, the couch there putting her hair go, where's all gummage? How dare you? How dare you? Bum. He's a JJ bum. isn't a bum, he's just not one of the top guys. Yeah, he'll be a solid QB. I agree with he's that. He's a bum. Solid. You stick with Sam Al. If you want, if you want, if you want top draw. Go for the guys we've been mentioning. You know the Daniels, the Mays, yeah. those guys. So we'll finish off then, mate, with this question from Scott G. I thought this was quite funny. Who would dominate the combine events between the UK podcasters, Hartley, Lockhart, or Burrows? 
we're we all Washington, we all Washington UK fan would enjoy the underwear Olympics. Oh my god, I think <laughs> I would run a probably 6.5 flat. Um, <laughs> In the forty yards, yeah, I would well, be absolutely um, terrible. <laughs> I think you do. I think you do quite well at the uh, at the O line drills. I'll be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, O line um, drills. I think I'll be all right with. I think um, the, the bench as well. I'll probably be quite good with. Um, you know, I've got, I've got, I've got the the old beastie packs. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I, I do all right with the bench. The bench yeah, and um, squatting, deadlifting, I'm all right with that. But um, that's the, rugby um, players for you. Don't you? That's that's yeah. that's that's what you get when you play rugby. You, you, yeah. you, if you're playing in the front row, I think what also beat us on the forty. I think he, he beat us. Oh, I think so. I think so. I think we get a lick. I give him a. I give him a. Uh, I give him a good go, but I wouldn't get. It'd be about five. No, I think, I think he. Uh, yeah, and then, I, think I, and then I get to the. If you want to see funny things, I remember the guy's dick fell out on on the on the forty forty yards the other year. That was quite <laughs> yeah. funny. But if you want to see something quite funny, it would be me. Up, running the, me. <laughs> no, it'd be me. Uh, it'd be me running the forty and then spewing at the end of it. Yeah, definitely straight out the other side. Of it. Where's the egg, exit stage left? Yeah, yeah. I I agree. Oh. Um, that has really annoyed me as well because. They're just too scared of losing their actual draft stock. Well, if you're oh, good enough, on, get on, your bro. ass in there and, and, and prove it. You no, know what I mean? No, no. Bad, bad. This hasn't um, happened. Bad ah. It isn't bad optics. This has happened for three years now. No, no one is working now. Last year, oh, last year, Bryce Young was there. CD Stroud was there. Too. Anthony yeah. Richardson was there. Now, all the main, so, main callbacks were there last year. And this year, they decided not to show up. Who did it the year what? before? Was it was it Lawrence Wilson and all them lot? That, Wilson that was there. Went... That's, how no Wilson went, that's, how, that's how Wilson went. That's how the draft board because he threw like a an eighty no, yard. It was, on the it was his. It was his pro day. No, that was it. No, that wasn't dra- the combine. It was I in the combine. Went to the combine. I'll have to look at that yeah, yeah. because I remember watching. I remember watching shots yeah, yeah. in BU BYU's training facility throwing a, a bomb, and then everyone went mental about it. I think it's been happening for a long time that they do pro days rather than. I mean, I've heard, I've heard Marvin Harrison doesn't even is not going to do anything, not even his pro wow. day. Yeah, <laughs> just saying. Listen, you watch tape, off you go. Yeah, I mean, you got to remember as well. The, the 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 college game has changed. I I don't watch college football. Be honest with you, because it's really difficult to, uh, to sit and 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 dedicate the time to doing college. Uh, you know, football on a Saturday. It's very, very hard. But these guys are getting paid millions already because the NIL deal, they're getting paid and that's, a fortune. And that's what's changing everything about these young guys coming up now, especially the quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. You know, these guys don't have anything to prove. They're like, well, I'm already a millionaire. I don't need to do yeah, shit. Exactly. You know I mean, I mean he's, he's, David's right here. So these guys take advice and the only thing they can really do is damage their stock. They're already projecting to go one, two, and three. They'll throw at their pro days with their own receivers. Absolutely right, because their receivers know them. There's no problem with that. There's no when when do height, weight, and hand size come out? That's going to be crazy on the socials. Probably right, mate. Probably right, Deluxe. I mean, everyone remembers Kenny yeah, Pickett's. I hands. get that, Darren. It is on the Eden's advice. Oh, I get strong, it. I get it. Strong child. Kenny Pickett. <laughs> It's just annoying because uh, if you think you're good enough, if you think you're going to be the number one overall pick, well, come out there. <laughs> it was a clinic. Do you know what I mean? Show us a clinic, man. This is the British. For all those in the US and Japan and elsewhere in the world watching, this is the British uh, NFL combine. Absolutely right. James Lowe's nailed it. He said we could do a pub combine 
darts pool and downing a pint. Down in a pint part, yeah, absolutely, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, I think yeah, he's talking about you there. Yeah, he is talking about me, Darren. He's right. Yeah. The other thing is, I, he knows where I live, so it's not ideal. But yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, man. Long snapper in the fifth. Deluxe says, <laughs> "I don't know about that, mate. I don't know about that." Tomorrow's yeah, make that about <laughs> Tumeric Hemingway. Remember him, Jesse? If you're still here, oh dear, that was the was sighting of Bigfoot. Bodies. Yeah, that was that was the sighting of Bigfoot at. Um, here, the... Where was that? That was a training camp. That was a training camp. So uh, yeah, if you ever get the chance to ask uh, Jesse, he'll tell you the story about Tumeric Hemingway. Uh, very interesting story, uh, <laughs> but yeah, he got a fright. That's all he got a long snap. He got a long snap. Exactly. You're right, Jesse. I'll never forget. Yeah, exactly that, man. Exactly that. Wow. Um, but yeah, that about does us, mate. Um, thanks yeah, everyone game. in the chat. Really appreciate you being here. Darren, Jesse, Rod, um, you know, Deluxe, uh, Scott G for putting Many. questions in, David, David in the chat. Many Rod. really appreciate Karen in the chat. Everybody's I think it's like a 30% win rate of success yes. rate, should we say? 30% um, success rate on QBs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. It, it's, it's pretty low. Exactly that. And uh, also, Ian in the chat as well. We appreciate that. We appreciate that, uh, yeah. you being and in here. Apparently, you've the ball to put a message out there. You watch it. Just want to say, first time he's going to put one in. Just want to say as well, I don't know how it works. Obviously, Twitter algorithms or watching things on YouTube. Doesn't look like we get the most views, you know, on YouTube. Completely understand. Do you know what I mean? But in all honesty, we had over 600 people watch this show last week. So we cannot thank everybody enough for watching this. I mean, honestly, we're just two dudes who are sitting over this side of the pond, chatting shit to each other for an hour. Um, never thought anything had come of this, but we really appreciate you all being here. Look at the chat, it's going crackers. Mm. Really appreciate everybody from being here. Um, and to be fair, I, I really enjoy this every Thursday. So thanks for being with me, Scouse, um, on here. Oh, we'll we will look at doing uh, a, a draft party for us again. I promise you that we will we will we will look into doing it. Um, I, I'll I'll have to tap burrows for something um, somewhere down the line. Not sure where we're going to go. Probably somewhere kind of central. Last time it was in Edinburgh, far too far away. That but yeah, um, track that one. Not going to lie. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't really like. I didn't really Birmingham like going to the. Uh, that's, what thinking, you know? that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, Birmingham something, some, something like that. Find yeah, something to see if we've got anything out there, or like you know, exactly. But yeah, we'll we'll let everybody know. Don't worry about that. We'll get it in in time. So uh, thanks everyone for being with you, uh, with us. Even we uh, we can't thank you enough, and um, we'll see you again next on the next show. Bye. Dance the 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 dance the